Welcome to The Truth in His Art. I am your host, Rob Lee. Thanks for listening. And I invite you to share, comment, and review this podcast on your favorite platform. Today, I have the privilege of having a conversation with an artist, educator, actor, and the senior education specialist at the Port Discovery Children's Museum. Please welcome Derek Cooper. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much for having me, Rob. So, how are, how are you today? We're, we're, we're here. It's a Friday, a little rainy. It's uh, things are going good. It's been it's been a busy week for me. I won't lie. Uh, between uh, getting ready at the museum for the summer season, and I'm also uh, acting in another side show just on my own. So and that opens next weekend. So it's like a lot is happening. But it's good though. It's it's good. <laughs> I dig it. I dig it. So as we as we start off here, could you um, give us those those vital stats? Because, you know, I gave that cut and paste, that copy and paste situation on what your background looks like. And literally it came from a press release. So give us those vital stats. Like, where did you grow up and when did you first realize you wanted to pursue um, work that uh, that has creativity as an important factor to it? So I am um, definitely born and raised in Maryland. I grew up on the Alameda uh, Alameda section. So like kind of that city county close uh -huh. to Towson, close to kind of everything ish area. And so I, I lived there until I was about 16. And then my family and I, we moved up to uh, Aberdeen in uh, Harper County. Mm -hmm. And then um, besides college, I went to college in uh, Virginia. I've been in Maryland and the city ever since. Right now I'm currently living in Baltimore County again. And, you know, I've always been somebody who's been interested in art and creativity, even when I was really young, um, when people ask me, what do you want to be when you grow up? It's like, I want to be a cartoonist. I want to work for Disney World. So, you know, that was uh, always somewhere within me. And I've always kind of been drawn to art in different varieties, whether it was uh, visual art and performing arts a lot later. Um, yeah. But I think for me, really, when I realized I really wanted to work in a creative field, especially that creativity and education field, was definitely coming out of college. True. I'd always uh, just stumbled into uh, tutoring and education-esque jobs, um, just accidentally. Although one of my professors was like, you actually would be really good in education. I was like, ah, I don't, I don't know about all that. <laughs> but, yeah. you know, lo and behold, here's where I am. But I think, you know, when I came out of right out of college looking kind of for both, you know, work that pays, but also just like, you know, theater work um, just on my own. Yeah. Uh, some of the first gigs that I got were children's theater. And that was a medium I hadn't ever worked in. And it just working with the people that I work with, I definitely found a love for it just seeing the audiences, how they responded and being able to, to see the magic happens. And I yeah. think that just kind of kept me on this path for now with all the uh, opportunities I've been able to do. It's definitely something that I'm like, I'm all for the cause. I'm down for it. That's, this is kind of definitely the field that I want to continue working on for the rest of my uh, working career. Love to hear it. And, um, you know, I, as a person that uh, grew up over there in that same area off of the Alameda, there were some uh, a lot of a lot of random trips of just wasting time going over there to uh, what is old stop shop and save and, yes. and things of that nature. Yeah, yeah, yes. always like over there. Like all of that and like the senator. Like it's like yeah. I, I haven't been the senator in a long time. But I remember well, I saw I think Shrek at the senator and like like there's a couple like seminal movies over there i was like i remember like being there it's like that was a big deal but it's a nice area like i really i really it was even when i was trying to move back into the city i was like that's an area i wouldn't mind moving back to so i i, yeah. I really have a lot of fond memories there yeah same and you know just kind of being over there and and, and being there 
while I was in high school, I went to, I went to city and, you know, going through that stage where you're developing and who you are, you're kind of just out there and you're exploring. And I just remember over there with like Belvedere, you'd see like Lance Riddick over there jogging. I was like, you live over here? You're on a wire. How you here? You're a real person? <laughs> you know, so it's it's a thing. It's a thing. Um, so you're, you're at Port Discovery is one of the is, is, is the is the day job. Right. And still doing all of your cre- as we all do, as we as, as we out there, we're doing our creative thing. We're finding ways to kind of make some of the day job stuff kind of mesh uh, really either super closely or you get something from it that really serves that creative stuff. So, yeah. Can you tell me about the mission of Port Discovery Children's Museum and what about that mission resonated with you? So uh, Port Discovery's mission is all about purposeful play and it's uh, using that, that interactive purposeful play to inspire and teach children. And we do it through a lot of different methods through our exhibits that's actually in the building when you come visit the actual museum to the programs, the activities and performances that we offer. And then even in our other community initiatives, um, a lot of um, partners with other organizations taking either programs or um, experiences out to a lot of different areas. And we have, we've been developing a lot of really interesting partnerships with um, like, for example, Center for Urban Families. We've been starting initiatives about, you know, show bringing fathers and giving them opportunities like to play with their kids. Uh, we reduce a lot of work with uh, some hospitals with teaching, um, you know, mothers about some early childhood kind of programs connected to another program that not ours, but um, we are a partner with. So it's a lot of different methods, um, but a lot of it is all about specifically kids, but also, you know, kids, adults, parents, even teachers, because that's an also important and they're an important part of kids' life and just showing everybody how you can use play. Um, play isn't frivolous. Play is important for kids. Play yeah. is how kids learn. And you can use that in a creative and directed way to really help improve and expand the child's development, especially during those like crucial early childhood years. Yeah, and I, I noticed the uh, the alliteration there, play, uh, purposeful play. I, I like that. <laughs> um, so I heard through the grapevine, the grapevine that uh, your story times, music times, and, and theater programs support discovery are lively, imaginative, and fun, and always a fan favorite. So is, is that's the feedback that you're getting? Obviously, um, I would imagine you're hearing that. What are, what are some of the things you're hearing? <laughs> well, whoever said that, I, I thank them <laughs> very, very from the bottom of my heart because you know, as I think as an artist creative um a lot of us are kind of very critical about our works so are always like oh this didn't feel right i don't know how this is working but um but no i've been very fortunate just to have the opportunity um to be able to create just original stuff mm-hmm. at the museum because um you know when i initially started and it will actually be 10 years this coming august that oh, i'm wow. at the museum yeah i started as um the title has changed a lot, but the floor staff that most of the guests like interact with uh, on the weekdays and weekends, I started as that, um, like part time, um, doing a lot of different stuff. But then eventually, I became a supervisor in that department, guest services, and then eventually there were you know some people who worked you know full time. It's like you know you'd be really good in education. I was like okay, that was around the time where I was like you know 
I'm almost off of my parents' health insurance. I'm like, I'm looking for full-time work. <laughs> so I was like, it lined up like really nicely. And then I've been in the education department ever since. And even then, when I started in education, I wasn't initially doing like performing arts work. It was very mm -hmm. outreach, um, presenting programs that were already developed, which I love. And I was able to you know, go around the state and, and go to different duty centers and daycares and, and, and do all that stuff. And that was amazing. And I, I got the opportunity to slowly um, create my own work and develop my own kind of crazy yeah. wacky ideas. And, it, and I think that's one of the things that I know a lot of people who have kind of come and gone through Port Discovery have always appreciated, appreciated that they kind of had the, the creative freedom to maybe try some programs, try some avenues that maybe in a, you know, in certain, especially public schools, but even in other different uh, like educational environments, like they might not have had the opportunity to do, or it might've seemed a little too, you know, weird or abstract, or I don't know if we're going to like try yeah. this, but for the most part, you know, Port Discovery has been really open and, and, and welcoming and me throwing out something crazy and, and seeing if it sticks. And I'm, I'm happy that, you know, I've, I've been able to, you know, meet a lot of families who have really responded positively to the work. There were families and that have come and gone who like remember me or like, Oh, Mr. Derrick, actually a couple, I think it was maybe even last month there was, so there used to be a, a group of um, like moms who would come like regularly yeah. for a, one of our early childhood programs that I would run called Mother Goose on the Loose. And it was designed by um, Dr. Betsy Diamond Cohen. And so it uses kind of like nursery, mother, like traditional Mother Goose nursery rhymes, but other songs. And it's a very early literacy program. So it's kind of using that and it's designed where the parents do it with the kids. So it's doing a lot of that classic, you know, book reading, rhyme, singing, playing with instruments but it's all kind of giving those early developmental tips like you don't have to be this incredible teacher or all this yeah. performer like you can just do these simple things and doing it you know over and over you know you get to they start to develop those skills in a wide variety of areas and being a performer you know my i put a little you know extra extra <laughs> i would imagine on it, a little, yeah. little theatrical flavor on it but it, but it was nice like a lot of the the mothers like and and their kids like really responded to it so there was one mom she ended up moving to new york and she just was in the area when i was working and she's like oh mr derrick it's so good to see you and i remember her oldest son was i think i don't even think he was one when he first started coming to the museum and now he's seven and, they, oh, and wow. she was like two additional kids <laughs> and they like remembered me and she's like yeah i'm still in contact with all the mothers we still you know talk and you know i i've always appreciated you know the story times that you did in the programs you did and you know it's one of those things where you know people don't have to, people don't lie, you know? So yeah. it's like, that, it's not like they were being paid or like a plant or somebody. So for, for me, for them to be able to say that I'd like genuinely like made an impact on them and their kids is, is something that I will always cherish and I'm always appreciative of. That's great to hear. It's um, it's important to like you were touching on earlier. You're you're creative. We're we're sensitive about our s, as it were. And uh, when when we get that feedback, because sometimes you you do something, you're you're not sure. You know, you might go off of a clap. You might go off of a snap. Whatever. You you go off of something. But when you don't get something in or you get just that negative vibe, you're like, oh, all right, what am I supposed to do? I think it's good, but I'm not yeah. sure. And um, so it's good to hear that that sort of feedback that, no, this, this stuck. And one of the things that uh, I was doing today was just 
you know, asking people who follow me and who like the podcast, what is the first word that comes to mind when you think of this podcast and hearing like some cool things and not soliciting it, but really wanting to get a temperature and feedback and engagement because you put something out there and you're like, I did my job. I don't, I'm not the receiver here. I'm the person that's, that's doing it. Yeah. No. And I, and for me also, you know, I think one of the things I love working about with kids is that kids are one of the most like honest audiences that you'll get in terms of like, if something's not clicking with them, like they will let you know, like one way or the other. But also when, when something is clicking with them, like they'll, they'll be in it like 100%. So I think it's, I know I've learned and developed a lot, like even performing for adults, just like yeah. working and performing with kids. Like it's, it's really been, it's something I definitely encourage, um, especially if you're performing arts, but even in other art mediums, like doing stuff when you have like children for an audience member, yeah. like I think it, it's a good, kind of test but you also you know you develop some skills that i think can help you you know in your career and in your other creative ventures it'd, it'd be great i can almost see now like just a kid you know being a, being honest and like yo mr derek this is whack you do something else <laughs> like wow like i didn't expect it to be like this Ooh, you know um but but recently i had the opportunity to uh go back to my old high school and I'm like, I graduated from there before any of the students that were there were born. So I was just wow. like, yo, I, I am old. And that's how <laughs> I was feeling. And I was like, how, do, how am I going to relate? And it's doing something off the cuff. And you're really just kind to kind of speaking to the students and trying to be on that same level mm -hmm. and, and not talking like, Hey man, let me rap with you for a minute. Turn the hat backwards, turn the chair backwards. <laughs> I, I'm not doing any of that, but really trying to relate and trying to, and, and looking at the ages, these are like teenagers. I would imagine, you know, looking at the audience, right? Like, mm -hmm. you know, you may go back to, for, for, for what you're doing with maybe the story times, maybe the music times and that engagement there of, what was I doing when I was their age? That's the yeah. way that I was thinking of when I was there. I was like, when I was like 16 or 17, I didn't want some old person, 37, sitting there like, hey, man, yeah, here's the thing, brothers and sisters. I don't, I don't yeah, yeah. nobody wants that. But, yeah. you know, you want something that's engage, engaging. And I think what I noticed for, for that particular audience was being able to speak to them and relate to them. And I couldn't tell until the very end when a bunch of kids came up, it's like, yo, can I get your card? I want to, I want to listen to your podcast. I, I, I think this is interesting. I want to learn more about what you do. And I was like, Oh, it clicked. I was like, mm -hmm. I, I thought I was bombing up there like a comedian. I thought I was just like, just floundering. <laughs> so since we're in this kind of realm of, of kids and youth and things of that nature. Um, so I've read that you've been performing in community theater since you were 14. Is, is that true? And how was that experience starting out? Yeah, so I, I, yeah, I've been in, I think I've been in a production or show like at least once um, every year since I was, since I've been 14. And it's been an interesting journey for me. And I think it's another reason why I'm so passionate about it. Cause I, you know, there's definitely those people who grew up in theater, like maybe their parents were in theater or, you know, they were just like a theater kid. And I was definitely like looking back on it, I definitely had a theatrical side, but I didn't get into theater until pretty much I was 14. Um, I mean, I was lucky that my parents were always really 
you know, both were able to financially, but also were really passionate about just exposing my brother and I to just all different types of like stuff. Like they were like, you know, we're gonna let you, you pick whatever you want to do. Like if you find a hobby, you know, we'll, we'll do it, but you're going to do a little bit of sports, you're going to do a little bit of art, you're going to do a little bit of everything. So you yeah. get, you know, that good exposure. And so, you know, we would go to, um, you know, plays and I would see stuff, but it just wasn't really clicking with me. I was like, that's oh, okay. It's cool. But like, I'm not really getting it. And I think one of the first things that uh, really like got to me was actually like the like Brandy Whitney Houston Cinderella. Cause I'm yeah. sure you remember like that yeah, was yeah. like a event. Like I was like a big deal, like when that came out. And so, so of course I was going to watch it cause my parents were like, we're watching this. But, but that was like the first time. But I think it helped because they were all, they were, I mean, for the most part, all the main people were in it were people who I recognized from other stuff. And I think somewhere in my head before I had gotten this idea that, you know, only, you know, only certain people like act and perform, like it's not accessible for everybody. Mm -hmm. And then also when you're, you know, black, you know, you're not always seeing great representation or very limited representation. I think you get that too. But then I think being able to see that, it was like, I know these people and they're, they're singing. They don't usually sing like, huh, maybe, maybe other people can do that. So I think that kind of started to plant the seed. And then when I was in middle school, I went to um, Baltimore Lutheran. Now it's called Concordia Prep, but um, Baltimore Lutheran, like middle and high school. And so there were, they were doing the musical Godspell. It was like the first musical they had done in like years. And so there were several people who were um, in the class, um, who were in the show. And then my French teacher um, named Mrs. Strong, she was like the box office person. So they would be constantly talking about, you know, the show and things that happened at rehearsals. And I'd be listening and I was like, oh, that sounds like fun and cool. And so they were, of course, like being teenagers, like, you know, opening night's the only night you should go. That's the best night, that's the best <laughs> performance. If you're not at opening night, that's a wrap. That's it for you. So yeah. I was like, okay, you know what? Maybe I'll go to opening night and check it out because it sounds good. And then, of course, it sold out. So I was like, initially, I was like, well, that's it. I'm just not going to go. That's fine. <laughs> and so, but then, like, Mrs. Strong was like, hey, like I, I had I found an extra ticket, like, you know, I'll give it to you if you want it. Like you don't even have to pay for it. I'll I'll give it to you because I know you, you really wanted to go. It's like, well, now I can't, it's too late, like I can't get a ride down there. She's like, Well, I'll pick you up. So she like went to my house, like drove me there and drove me back. Yeah. And I was just like mesmerized, like <laughs> transfixed. And I think part of that was also just I think that was a great, you know, teaching moment too. Like I think and that might have been where like that education theater kind of fuse like yeah. you know, she she didn't have to do all that she like went out of her way to like you know get me there and expose me to that and i think between that and seeing my classmates in it like i remember driving back home, like she taking her taking me back home i was like you know what i think i want to try i want to try theater i want to audition next year it's like you should yeah. and i went and i i did like a one act and the rest is history so it's you know it, it really was you know, being exposed, getting that opportunity to, yeah. to really try this and just being fortunate to, uh, I think I, the, I love just the, the Maryland theater community, especially yeah. in the Baltimore ones, because there's just so many talented people. And I think I saw an article once they were talking about how the Baltimore art scene is one of those like sleeper cities, because mm -hmm. I think people, when people think about like, cities or, or urban areas that have a lot of art you know i think culturally we think of like the the new york cities you know the san francisco's and, and nothing on them because those places are incredible but like these like like no there's there's really good really great stuff yeah, it's like, concentrated here, here. It's, it's, it's very concentrated and it's and there's so many different um 
not even niche, but there's just so many different types of theater yeah. that things that you can look for if you're interested in it. I mean, I know the pandemic unfortunately kind of hit some of that stuff, but I'm happy that a lot of them are, are starting to kind of get their feet back. But I think mm -hmm. I, I'm very happy and fortunate that I've been able to work with so many different so many different like theaters and companies that do so many different stuff and then yeah. you know, learn from so many different people. So, so yeah, that's kind of my, my theater, theater journey. <laughs> yeah. That it, I, I, it makes me think like having this conversation to give me this, this flashback of just when you, you have someone in a role that can really ensure that you're exposed and make, make that situation as easy and almost as seamless for you as possible because it's not about the picking you up, the dropping you off, you getting the access to it as much as you, you being around it. You, you More so it's about you getting access to it. And I, I think of, um, I had this teacher uh, in, in high school who was an English teacher and you know, you, you, you're not really, you know, I did a little bit of everything. I, I thought I was going to be a comic book uh, artist, right? Mm -hmm. And um, I, had a, I had a bit of, I was a, a kind of adept at uh, English, which I'm not on this podcast for some reason <laughs> today, uh, but I was adept at English and uh, and I liked some of the stories and I, I wasn't a big reader, but I definitely could like remember like things, like remember certain things and then I would I would BS it sometimes. It's like that didn't happen. You just kind of filled in some nonsense <laughs> to try to tell a story to make it seem like you were good, right? So we did this kind of oral tradition thing, and we had a dramatic reading of one of the classics. I think it was like uh, Beowulf, right? Okay, and. Yeah. And just the the one of the teachers that was there, it was so corny and so geeky, but it was just great. I was transfixed, and I was like, "Oh, this is amazing!" And it, one of his colleagues was my teacher, and she wanted to make sure that one, I went to that, and two, any of the little things that I was interested in, like I was writing raps at the time, because you know every person that was of that age was writing raps at that time for some reason, and I did a rap song in character as Macbeth and uh, she played it for the whole class because I was trying to impress a girl uh, and, oh, okay and um, <laughs> so my nerdiness was coming with my blackness and it just blew up you know it, it, it was it was wild but it was kind of this thing of being uh, attached to this notion of having someone's attention being able to spin a yarn and just and it doesn't matter what the yarn might be. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a black kid talking about something that is just super old, super European or what have you. And yeah. it's just like, you have no business talking about this or caring about this, but you're having a great time doing it. And you somehow, like, I made the DJ Clue stuff for a Macbeth song. Yeah, so it, that those things don't go together. <laughs> um, so yeah, thank you for 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 helping me uh, go back in that memory. That was really cool. Oh yeah, memory. no problem. No, I definitely I've I've got my own kind of like rap <laughs> like rap stuff that I've done before. So I was like, I know that, I feel that. <laughs> yeah. um, so I got two more real questions, and then uh, some some rapid fire ones for you. Um, All right, sounds good. So creatively, right? I think we. Well, let me let me let me flip it. How do you define creativity, and why is it important for you to work in that kind of capacity? Like, and I, and I think you've you've touched on it, but to 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 be clear in it, how do you define it, and why is it important for you? on a day-to-day -to, -day to work in work in a role, whether it be during your acting, whether it be at Port Discovery, to do something that is enriching you and filling that cup creatively. Hmm. So I think for me, creativity is 
find I, I, this is a very simple definition, um, but like creativity is is finding ways to like make things work for you <laughs> with with what you have. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's such a that's just an incredible life skill that anybody needs. I think sometimes people think creativity is just restricted to just the arts. And then, yeah. of course, creativity is like very important for the arts and crucial for it. But creativity is for anything, any field, anything that you do. It, it's being able to, you know, if you're in a situation, think about it, take, you know, the tools, the materials you have around you and really make it work. I mean, that's, I always joke like that. That's, if that's the one ability, um, you know, that I've definitely gotten working definitely both in theater, but also in at Port Discovery's like, you know, that shoestring, like make some stuff work, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, make it work somehow. And, and you do. <laughs> and I think that, you know, in our current world and, and really in any era, but especially now, you know, the world is always kind of, there's so much that everybody's dealing with and, and diff- people have different needs and different struggles and all that. Not everybody has the resources to access that they need and, and being able to, to use creativity in whatever way you choose, and whatever way is best for you, you know, with, in terms of like problem solving and communication and collaboration and, and, you know, just thinking outside the box, like, you know, is there another way to do this? I mean, I think, you know, that's one of those things that I'm really passionate about, both for helping to teach kids, but also for myself is kind of having a growth mindset. I think, you know, mm-hmm. when we get older, we, then we definitely get fixed on our ways and we're like, well, it's just like this. And, and that's just how it's going to be. And I'm not going to change. I think just constantly just remembering like, no, you can keep, you can keep learning, you know, you can yeah. keep expanding. You can, you can change your perspectives on things. And I think, that's what I'm, that's for me is what creativity is. And I think that's why it's so important. And that's why I want to pass that on to the next generation. I, I remember one thing that I remember from, you know, my training here at work that's always stuck with me is that, you know, kids, you know, kids, kids, people who are kids now um, are going to grow up it, with technology that we right now can't even babble with. Yeah. Um, you know, it's, it's kind of like me thinking back, you know, just how much even the internet has like changed so much from like when I was a kid to like now it's like, I can't even fathom it. And so, you know, I know there's talking about, you know, kids need to have like these creativity skills as part of why, you know, with STEM there, you know, there's definitely those people that add that the, a, the arts for steam. So yeah. I think that that's a really important. And I, and I think also kind of going back to that, you know, with my experience, even with theater, with getting it to when I was younger is that, you know, creativity is something that everybody can access. Like, yes, you have to develop it like any kind of skill, any type of muscle, but it's not like only one type of person or one type of kid or one type of person from this environment or grew up in this class or this stuff. Like it's, it's for everybody. Like anybody can be creative. Anybody can use it, you know, for work or even for leisure. Like it's, and I think that that's one thing that I would hope to continue to pass on with whatever organization I'm working with is, is that to both kids and, and adults too. Well, actually, you 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 were very uh, productive there. You got not, you but knocked out both of the questions. Actually, so good on you. <laughs> hey. on and uh, yeah, I, I I agree with that. And I think you know one of the things that I do in my day job, which is not a creative day job per se, 
you know, I, I leverage this notion that I'm a creative problem solver. It's like you're mm-hmm. figuring out ways to do more with less. As you were touching yeah. on, you're figuring out things as a as a podcaster, what, what I'm doing and, you know, the non-day job. And how am I going to get this edited? How am I going to get sound? All right, let's let's figure out this. How can I get this interview in balancing time? You're, you're doing all of these skills and it... It's something that doesn't always show up on a resume. It doesn't always show up on, on paper, but it's innate. It's, it's yeah. there. And, um, yeah, that's that's something that, you know, because I've been doing this for as long as I have, that if I go to an interview or if I go for, for funding or something along those lines, I can rest on a really strong skill set that is based in creativity and is based in that problem solving and just it gives you a lot of confidence. It gives you confidence when you yeah. you failed at some stuff and it's like, how am I going to creatively get out of this one? I'm going to get out of this bucket of syrup. <laughs> yeah. And it's infectious. I think like creativity is infectious. Like once once people see other people engaging creatively in that environment, I think it starts to catch on. I mean, uh, the other day, because we'll do um, like once, like the first Wednesday of the month, we have like the $2 like community days just mm-hmm. to you know, provide access for other families so they can come visit the museum. And so I was, um, myself and some of the people on my like education programming team, we were in our art studio and we were just, we had, um, we had done this a couple of years ago, but we had, um, you know, we were making just kind of cardboard, like pop culture kind of items. And we have like a really talented artist um, named Kenneth Clemens, who he designed all these like incredible stuff just made out of cardboard. And it was just like just having some of that stuff up and just having us the adults just kind of making stuff. And I'm and I'm not I'm good at like drawing stuff, but I'm not good at like actually like constructing like three dimensional <laughs> things. I'm like, I don't know how this is gonna work, but I'm gonna try my best. But there were kids who were like, I wanna make like this. And it was it was really great seeing like just again also just the adults working with their kids and it's yeah. not, you know, making sure, yeah, you can come and play with your kids too. Like it's not just like sit them down and, you know, put the iPad in front of them and just go like, you can, you can bond that way. You can, they're learning, you're learning from each other doing that. So I think that's, that's another thing that I, that I love about that. I think part of it is creatively, creativity as well as, um, being being poor growing up, I mean, I got some of the most mismatched Legos and and Transformers <laughs> that didn't have all the legs, and it's like, yeah. yo, have fun with this. It's like this, these Legos are different colors. Some of those are blocks, and you know, you, you have fun with it. You figure it out. So, yeah, I think that's a I think that's a good spot for us to 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 wrap on the the real questions. Let's hit these rapid fire ones right. really quickly. Um, and you know, whatever comes to your mind immediately, let's don't ruminate on it too much because okay. then it's just like, let me curate my answer. Uh, all right, all right. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna start off with an easier one. For you, what's the best thing about storytelling? Being able to experience somebody else's perspective and kind of walk in somebody else's shoes. I think storytelling is one of those great kind of quick shots of developing empathy, which I think we all need. Agreed. Uh, what hashtag best describes you? Uh, hashtag started from the bottom. Now I'm here. That's a long hashtag. I appreciate it. But yeah, I feel like that's accurate. (laughs) That character limit. Um, Yeah. What are three words that describe you as a performer? Expressive, uh, observant, and wacky. <laughs> okay. Yeah. yeah. I think I think those are those are the ones that came to mind. I, I immediately thought of a cartoon character. It's just like <laughs> yep, yep. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> uh what do you consider your greatest achievement thus far? I think 
Ooh. Uh, rapid fire, rapid fire. Um, I think just being able to, um, I wrote like a, a musical for um, a for a children's theater that I did a lot of shows with, mm-hmm. um, and I never like I can't really even really read music very well, and I didn't know what I was doing. Like I was reading the books on how to write it while I was trying to write it, but it was just another example of just like somebody giving me a shot, and I was really like proud of just the work that I was able to do and produce, and it's definitely something that in my spare time I'm trying to learn more and develop just kind of you know writing stuff writing things again that's great that's great this one actually might this last one might actually attach to that one name a memorable memorable production you were a part of just one that sticks out it could be like yo this was a trouble production or (laughs) i was wild in it someone 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 got set on fire i don't know like name a memorable (laughs) production for you (laughs) um i the first one that came to mind was your good man charlie brown and i did that one in high school and that was the first musical i was in and i like at that point i wasn't really confident in my singing voice and i was schroeder but i was um but it was really great and i and i i had a lot of people laughing just with my facial expressions just like with my interaction with lucy and i think that was one of the first ones that like solidify that like because before i was just doing theater really for fun like it was yeah. for me it was it was a social thing it was like bonding with people it was a way for me kind of like express kind of myself emotionally but that was like one of the first moments was like i could actually like i'm actually kind of good at this like i i might be able to actually do this you know I'm not, not necessarily professionally, but like, you know, I might, there might be something deeper here. So I think yeah. that's, that's the one that kind of immediately s- stood to mind. So there you have it. Um, I want to thank you for uh, going through the rapid fire, indulging me there and answering the questions. This has been a lot of fun. And um, I want to invite and encourage you to tell the fine folks where to check you out um, online, uh, the social media for yourself, report discovery. And again, thank you. Oh, of course. Thank you so much for having me, Rob. Uh, so, you know, visit uh, www.portdiscovery.org. Uh, we're located in Baltimore's Inner Harbor, right off of President Lombard Street. Right now, we're currently open Wednesday thursdays fridays saturdays and sundays we've got two play sessions a day but starting in the middle of june uh june 20th we'll be open seven days a week for our summer uh session and we're actually going to be in a couple weeks getting a uh, eric carl visiting exhibit um so if you've got young kids that love you know the very hungry caterpillar and the very busy spider like it's a really cool exhibit that's coming down and side plug i'm also in a production of a chorus line at uh dundalk community theater which opens next weekend and the following weekend so um if you get a chance like really amazingly talented baltimore maryland talent like like legitimately everybody in this show is a triple threat so if you get a chance check it out and honestly check out all the theater productions like stuff is really opening up like i i would love like instead of like a restaurant week like a theater week it's like, <laughs> like here's all these shows like get discount just go but yeah definitely check out all of the incredible local uh theater that's around baltimore and around maryland because there's a lot of crazily passionate and talented Uh, men, women, and people of all genders just doing their thing. Absolutely. Thank you so much. Um, so I'll wrap there for uh, for Derek Cooper of the Port Discovery Children's Museum. I am Rob Lee saying there is art, theater, performance in and around Baltimore. You just got to look for it. 